Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the FlowTrack podcast. Our email is flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us with any questions, concerns, or comments. Today is the day before Independence Day, Friday, July 3rd. My name is Lincoln Shrike. He's Gordon Mack. Got some news to talk about this morning, the day before July 4th. We've had a little trouble this week, Gordon, keeping in line who's supposed to be podcasting when. I think we got it figured out today. Hopefully Kevin doesn't log back on. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I have to apologize to you and to the Flowtrack community. I slept in yesterday. I know it's a 9 a.m. podcast. I woke up to a 9.20 text saying, Gordon, <laughs> you doing this? And by then it was too late. You guys had already got the ball running. Uh, Kevin um, stepped up and filled in for me. And then yep. we had another confusion. I was going to be me and Kevin, and then you came in. So it was going to be a three-way podcast, but now back to two-way. In the end, we've been... <laughs> our scheduling for these podcasts has been a little bit off and I apologize. Um, Maybe I was already in vacation mode on Thursday. Uh, You know, I, I like to do, you know, a five day July 4th weekend because I believe it took actually, wait, the declaration of independence wasn't actually signed on July 4th. Oh God. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, I would have thought that, but, it's been a few hundred years ago, so I, my memory doesn't serve me very well. If you type in Declaration of Independence, ah, we'll figure it out. Declaration of Independence actual date. Uh, it was July 2nd. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, why do we celebrate it on the 4th then? So they Is that, is actually, that when the Founding Fathers got drunk and had hot dogs and blew up fireworks? So they said, let's make it that day. That was more fun than signing. Yeah, maybe there's a what I forget. I I remember something. There's something about like it took like three days to sign it or something like that. I don't know. Okay, but uh, maybe it was first drafted on July second, but then the final signature came on July fourth. I there could be. Go. There's that probably could some be history it. buff out there who's like, 
or just the a regular out right now because I'm this wrong. may be common knowledge and we just don't know. I, I have no idea. It's what those expensive private school educations got for us. Uh, all right. On today's show, we have some news that just came across the Twitter sphere this morning. Former marathon world record holder, Wilson Kipsang of Kenya. He got a four year ban for whereabouts failures and tampering by providing false evidence and witness testimony. This case, uh, a bit of a doozy, obviously on its face, a guy who ran 203-23, not all that long ago. I mean, I guess it's been, he would have run that in, I think, 2013, but essentially this ends his career. I mean, Kipsang hadn't been relevant for a number of years, and I, I forget exactly how old he is, and I'm looking that up right now, but I mean, he was never going to be back on the level of Kipchoge, but still, this now puts in a, yeah, he's 38 years old, so he won't be able to compete until he's 42, or yeah, 42. That basically ends his competitive career, one would think. Um, this is a kind of a wild case, though. He came up with all these uh, reasons as to why he would have missed tests, talking about, you know, landslides and bad weather in Kenya and why he couldn't make it to his test. A full 79-page report came out today. I did not in the 30 minutes since I saw it until we started have time to read the whole thing. Uh, but uh, this definitely puts an asterisk on the career of one of the greatest marathoners of all time. What's your reaction, Gordon? Yeah, uh, I know it's a long report, but there are some like notable highlights. Uh, basically, he was claiming, you know, uh, that because there was like mudslides and it also caused there to be there was like a traffic accident. Um, there is a there's someone tweeted Sean Engel uh, tweeted out. Um, he he did some coming through it. He says the Wilson Kipsang case has a defense for the ages. He claims he missed a doping test because of an overturned truck caused by landslides. Only it wasn't true, and the truck photo was taken three months later. That's that's not good. So yeah, like he was they, they like Google proof. image searching a truck maybe and just uh, be like, oh, yeah, this is my car with like Honda Civic. Boom, my car. It's in an accident. That's why I didn't when show that, up. So When that type of thing backfires, when you're clearly being deceitful, going to those types of lengths, it, it obviously only puts a bigger suggestion that you are in fact, you know, may, maybe uh, doping. I, 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 there's, he hasn't failed a test, but when you're going through this level, it, uh, it certainly has that suggestion, right? Because that's ridiculous. I mean, that, I think it's kind of insulting to the AIU and the investigative body to think that he could get away with that. And, provide that sort of excuse so they get him with the four-year that is not obviously what a whereabouts violation would would typically generate so the tampering i think adds the whole kit and caboodle on top of it and like i said essentially ends his career he really hadn't been relevant for some time i think back to 2018 when he was in that world record race with Elliot kipchoge in berlin he ran 206 and as of last year, he was basically, you know, not competitive in London. He ran 209 to get 12th in London. Um, I just, it's tough because what is his legacy now? I know this can't, comes at the end of his career after he was on top of his game. So you could think, well, this is separate from that. But Kenya's, you know, kind of spotty history with, with drug testing and the out of competition stuff 
you just have to wonder if you're willing to lie about all this and and if you're being so sketchy with with your tests you would think he would be fine getting tested now like what what is he you know he's not the world record holder he's not probably getting tested near as much as he would have been in the you know the 2012 to 2015 era like this really suggests that he was up to no good we don't have that proof and like he said i never tested positive for anything but uh all these excuses add up to somebody who is looking to hide something yeah i mean he has has, has like a wild um car- career i mean obviously he has his 203 he had i remember his fought his uh, wild finish in the New York City Marathon was kind of, you normally don't see a sprint to the finish, but we had one in New York. I forget what year that was mm-hmm. when he won New York. Um, he ran for government in Kenya on like, wasn't he, I mean, I could be wrong, but didn't he campaign to be like, make doping illegal where you could go to jail or something like that? Wasn't he trying to make it like a a law to that you can't dope? Oh, God. I... I, I have I, I no sworn, idea. I could have sworn I he no like idea. ran on a campaign that like in order to stifle doping in Kenya, we need to make it a law because then there'll be it's not just an athletic sanction, but like a a uh, government sanction. You're that beats me. That may have I may have let that the slip the cracks here but notably it's just two prominent kenyan kenyans over the last men's male kenyans of the last couple of years kip rop and now um kip saying to research to receive four-year bans that's obviously significant and really tarnishes i think each athlete's legacy yeah it's wild i mean and having uh, the the fake photos and your excuses uh i mean it's it's just but like it also shows that like he was able to if I mean again he hasn't tested positive but this is a situation where uh, it is you can kind of believe more the whereabouts failure rule is getting is resulting in what we want you know to like yeah. try to fu- catch drug dodger uh, cheat dodgers whatever drug dodgers. You know, because mm-hmm. we've been talking about whereabouts failures now for, I feel like, every other week, the different athlete, um, especially with all these American athletes that have and notably Christian Coleman. Um, this case seems a little more extreme and a little more, like, intention of missing. Um, and I yeah. think that's the whole purpose of having this rule, right, with the three three strikes and you're out rule. Um, so I think Kip Sang is kind of the poster boy for, like, this is how we are trying to handle drug dodgers. Whereas the Coleman situation is a little more nuanced, in my opinion, with uh, more uh, banning uh, ignorance as opposed to banning cheating or something like that. So. Yeah, they have to be treated the same. Obviously, Kipsang got more <clears throat> because of the tampering involved, but the whereabouts things, they have to be they're treated with the same token regardless of the circumstances. Um, I'm... Just wondering, what does this make you think of this guy's career? He ran faster. Than, so he set the world record, I believe, in 2013 with his 203-23. Um, and then he did end up in 2016 running faster, running 203-13 to finish behind Bekele in 
Berlin, an Olympic bronze medalist from 2012. Does this make you look at his career any differently? Yeah, I mean, he has what? One, two, three, four, five, five majors, one Olympic medal, and he was top three four other times. You know, he was consistently yeah. at least once per year from twenty third from twenty twelve to twenty seventeen, he was winning or getting top three in a in a major marathon. Mm-hmm. Not he, he was very consistent. Uh, he's kind of like Kipchoge, but Kipchoge was just perfect. You know, Kipchoge is just perfect right. in every race. He was consistent in every race, mostly that yeah. he at least won per year. Um, yeah, but it does it does we could say tamper his legacy? <laughs> uh, I can but, see that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just hard to like. For some reason, it just it doesn't feel disappointing. It more just feels like, well, there's mm-hmm. another one, you know, because yeah. we have that situation. With, for especially for in the me, road it racing. really does. Yeah, it does affect his legacy for me because I mean it, we know that the the whereabouts violations have really picked up in recent years. So there's no telling if he has been in the past. Uh, up to similar actions and uh, at best been careless with where he's at related to to his testing windows and at worst you know dodging these to avoid testing positive Uh, he's one of the best marathoners of the last era you know he ran 203 i think on four occasions um for this to come at the end of his career when you would think i guess the argument would be if he if he was taking substances again he hasn't tested positive so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt but if he was I guess he was trying for one last run to become a to to stay relevant. Um, but you could also assume, you know, he was good for a long time. Maybe he's been up to things like this for a while. We don't know that, but for me, it definitely puts a scar on it. And you know, he's never was never going to be Elliot Kipchoge's. Kipchoge's long since surpassed him. But uh, this puts a this puts a black black mark on his record that um, puts into question all of his performances from years prior i think for sure um it's tough to celebrate him as much as 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 we would have otherwise knowing that in in 2019 he was trying to uh you know he was trying to deliberately mess with the the anti-doping testing policies and and whereabouts rules so i do suggest uh, unfortunate for the sport i do suggest you guys watch uh if you're listening or watching, uh, check out our driven series on him. <laughs> we 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 did a whole two or three part uh, series on Wilson Kipsang when he was in Kenya, and it's kind of weird to kind of watch it now, knowing that he was you know doing what he was doing. Um, it's it's kind of weird, you know. It's kind of it's mm-hmm. weird watching an athlete project a certain persona, and then years later. You, you learn that persona might not be as true as you first thought, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll so see. I mean, there's a new has claims, a new light now. Yeah, he claims his innocence, uh, but guess what? It seems like everyone claims their innocence, obviously, and that doesn't mean one person is. You know, you can't be innocent and wrongly convicted. But every when it, when everyone says I'm not at fault, I should don't shouldn't have this ban. It just it is. Uh, 
tends to kind of numb you to that. And it's hard to take seriously what anyone says. Um, but uh, yeah, this is really unfortunate for, for the sport. And um, now you can't look at his career the same. And that's, that's, that's tough for somebody who was so good for so, for so long. All right. Uh, moving on. We have other bits of news. Jake Riley, the Olympic marathoner to be signs with on running which was uh is a a brand that is slowly becoming more prominent in the distance running world we know that i think they have the zap team they're sponsoring them that team out of north carolina and now they have jake riley seems to me one of their biggest signings on in the running community uh, ever just in the sense that he will represent the US in Tokyo in 2021 he'll race tomorrow against Jared Ward wearing his his kit in that remote 5k on Instagram um but to me the big news out of this is just a signaling that on is going to maybe have a bigger presence in the US as far as signing athletes what was your takeaway yeah i mean when did you first even learn about this brand? Like, well, I'll be yeah. honest, I, I I was not very aware of this brand very recently. So, yeah, I uh, worked at a running store and they we had on shoes there, and people liked them because they were light and uh, they're they look different, right? They have like these little like kind of pods, and there's a little there's there's gaps between the the bottom layer of you know of rubber or whatever the the sole of the shoe and then up to the, the cushioning there's like little gaps uh it's not the traditional look and the shoes aren't cheap by any means i mean what running shoe is but yeah we're just not used to have them having a presence i mean i don't know what on spikes look like looks like i don't know if they have them i mean he's not going to be running track races frequently so i don't think that's going to be a big concern for a marathoner but this is a brand that we're just not used to seeing, you know, it's like when someone signs, it's like, Oh, it's a marathoner. Okay. So is it going to be Brooks, Nike, Adidas, or Hoka? I mean, that's kind of where, where we're, I guess, Saucony, Saucony too. Um, but this is a, this is a new group. This is a new team, not team, sorry, or group. This is a new brand that we may now have to add in there when we speculate about where an athlete's going to go. I think this is also an interesting kind of, I don't know the word, say the word social experiment, but maybe like mental experiment for someone like Jake. He makes his first Olympic team wearing vapor flies, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be alpha running flies, in this, yeah. in the, alpha, alpha flies, flies. yeah. And running in this new a brand on running. Just like imagine these two timelines, right? Timeline number one, where Kawhi Leonard's shot doesn't go in. And we're in this timeline, and he signs with on run. He he doesn't sign with on running, and he he stays with vape. Or no, he does. Sign, sorry, timeline number one signs with on running, and he improves. Timeline number two, he signs with on running, and he flatlines or kind of doesn't improve. Mm-hmm. Will that bring up a shoe debate, saying like, "Hey, yeah. this is is showing that like the same athlete with two different shoes." his trajectory went up or down a certain way and that will kind of be debated like do you think people the first time jake goes out there and runs a half a a full marathon and it's a better performance or worse performance than his most recent one people will people blame or credit the shoe 
Well, first thing, what was the reason for bringing up Kawhi Leonard? Was that just a, a nightmare flashback for you? Yeah. So every time I think of timelines, I always want to create the timeline where the shot doesn't go in. Uh, <laughs> for those listening, the shot is the Sixers game, the Kawhi Leonard game winning shot in game seven, which mm-hmm. means that the Sixers would have eventually won the NBA title that year. But everyone just pretends course, Toronto was the best team. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I like to think my whole my whole thing is I like to think that if the shot doesn't go in, we don't have a pandemic. So that was that's a that is a tough take the, there. Science hey man, does different not timeline. Back that up. Science does Sixers not having that a Sixers having an NBA parade. Someone gets really excited. They then you know it. One thing leads to another, and we're all celebrating Fourth of July on the beach, barbecuing in groups of a hundred plus. I'm just saying, we can all blame okay. Kawhi Leonard. Okay, uh, I'll dispute every single thing you just said, but I don't think I need to go through it. Okay, on to J- <laughs> to Jake Riley. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because before the pandemic, we were, as far as marathoning goes, we were just talking about alpha flies and shoes and how what advantage do these shoes provide? And of course, you know he's run really, really well in these shoes. He first in the vapor fly, he ran his big breakthrough in Chicago last October, running two ten. And then he runs uh, a, a PR in the on the very hard course in Atlanta, wearing their new shoe, the Nike Alpha Fly. So he was, you know, he he was said he was willing to run in any shoe if he got a sponsorship. Didn't necessarily have to be the Nike Alpha Fly, even though he's had success in that shoe. But I always thought he's probably going to go with. Nike, if they give him an offer, just because he has had so much success in that shoe, which we, of course, you know, has the carbon plate and is uh, just has had a athletes. I mean, Elliot Kipchoge ran 159.40 in the shoe. Like, it's obviously a good shoe. And to want to change it, you know, regardless of how skeptical you are of the technology and if it's that much better than everything else, you're you're getting a push in that shoe and you may not find it in another brand. Now for Riley, he's going to say, well, having uh, a brand behind me and getting paid is well worth trading out the shoes, but it is going to be interesting to see. Obviously no course is, is the same, so we won't know unless Chicago doesn't get canceled and he runs Chicago. Um, then we can compare his time from then to that. But you you never know for certain if it's the shoes um, or not. But it is going to be interesting to see what he does because, you know, on their marketing right now or whatever doesn't say that they have some super shoe or, you know, the general narrative around their brand doesn't have that buzz like Nike does or even an Adidas of having one of these super shoes that's next gen and and is, you know, 4% better than, than whatever. Um, so I, I will be fascinated to see if there are notice, noticeable differences in his competitiveness off of this. I don't want to discredit his, him as an athlete. You know, he was great at Stanford. He's had some good performances throughout the years. And then he broke out in 2019 and t- early 2020, just when it correlated with the release of these shoes and the kind of the, the era of the Nike Alpha Fly Vaporfly, where so many people are running faster. But this is going to be a, an excellent test case, I think, for how valuable the shoe can be for an athlete. Um, because now he's got big races ahead, of which he's not going to be in that shoe. And we'll really get to see if his gains were promoted, essentially, by, by wearing the super shoe. Yeah. When it comes to marathon running, 
we can't have a conversation without talking about the show. That's just uh, how it's going to be. For... It feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it's how it's going to be. Um, a man signs with a on-running shoe company and the conversation, which because of me gets diverted to, let's talk about the alpha flies. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But it's true, right? And I think he's going to mm -hmm. be a, a little bit of an experiment. You know, if he has a bad race, someone might ask him, "Hey, do you miss running in the Alpha Flies?" Like, and, and there's so many variables in a marathon. Yeah, there's so many yeah, variables but... in a marathon that can cause you to have a bad race. Uh, but given that his two races in the the Nike shoes have been spectacular, or his two marathons, I should say. I think he ran a half at some point in the middle of his Chicago and trials performance. But his two marathons have been absolutely A-pluses, the best of his career, one after the other, in the in those Nike series of shoes, two different pairs, but still yet the, the, the shoes that are controversial and caused World Athletics to come out with rules about stack height and the number of carbon plates you can have. Um, so now he's taking that shoe off his foot and it's kind of like Tiger Woods is switching drivers. Um, and so that's a weird comparison, Jake Riley, not Tiger Woods, but it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be a storyline when he, when he races. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Got it. No, nothing else to add there. Yeah. I, nothing else. Yeah. Go for it. I know. I know so it's my job to, when you're in a podcast mode, it's like improv. It's yes. And, yeah. you know, you gotta be always like, keep the conversation going. I mean, I'm I'm always impressed when it's when you do a, a hour podcast, you realize how hard it is to do three hour podcasts. And I have I a newfound respect people for people who do just long conversation podcasts. It's it's, mm -hmm. it's a talent. Anyway, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. All right, moving on to our next story. This is a very interesting one. Uh, <clears throat> Gwen Berry, the U.S. hammer thrower who has won four national titles and most recently in 2019 won the Pan Am title in Peru and generated a lot of headlines for her peaceful protest of raising a fist. She is claiming right now, days after the USATF Foundation grants were released, of which there was $850,000 worth of grants released to 100 US athletes, she did not receive one. So she is claiming and saying that she is being punished dating back to 2019 for her protest and claiming that the reason she didn't receive any of this grant money was because of that. Uh, it's a heavy subject. We don't know have proof either way, but it's interesting. Barry lays out on Twitter her, you know, comparisons to her peers, such as Deanna Price, who received the, uh, the grant money you know, Deanna Price was the world champion last year. She got the 20,000. Obviously, Gwen Berry did not win the world title, but she made it to Doha. Didn't make the final, but there's people in the, the women's hammer throw below her on the U.S. on the US list and then the world rankings, such as Brooke Anderson and, and uh, let's see, Connor McCullough, who's obviously on the men's side. They, those athletes received $5,000 grants. They were among the 75 who see, received 5,000 grants. $5,000 grants and Gwen Berry didn't even receive that. It is a curious thing for her um, with so many athletes receiving these grants. Basically it's the who's who is almost everyone you can think of. It receives some money in some form for being at this level and Barry doesn't receive one this year. It's easy to see her point. 
it's like why is, is she being punished for for not doing this because although she didn't make the final in doha of what she was expected to do winning pan ams and making it to the world championships and being consistent as she points out you know she's been consistent for the last several years and you know barry in 2017 received a twenty seven thousand dollar grant last year she or in 2018, she received 5,000. And in uh, 2019, she also received one as well. But to not get one for 2020 is is a little curious. What are your thoughts here, Gordon? So first of all, uh, she did make the Doha final. She just was uh, no mark. So she had 3,000 oh, final. So oh, that's yeah, why you're right. You're right. Well. I'm, yeah. My bad. So she just 3,000 a final. Just... Uh, minor yep. correction there. So here's my okay. thoughts. How do they decide who gets this money? Because if you look at the list of athletes mm-hmm. who got money, you know who didn't get money? Rye Benjamin. Rye Benjamin got $0. Are you sure? Sandy Morris. Yeah. Sandy Morris. $0. Wow. Jen Sure, $0. And so my question is, and then here's someone who did get money, Mary Kane. Mary Kane got money. Hmm. Mary Kane is the probably what the thirtieth fastest woman in the five k in the fifteenth century. I don't know, right? Yeah, I don't it know. Is so curious. Well, I think they could benefit from some transparency to to say how they came up with these because there are the superstar athletes in there, right? They're the names yeah, are. But the thing is, yet we see the superstar athletes, but we also when you actually track is really big, right? And you, there's a lot of yeah. like Danny Jones got money, like who just turned professional, who just turned professional. Yeah. The Carissa Schweizer did not, right? So. I do have a question. Maybe is there like, is everyone eligible for this? Do you have to be a part of a program to be eligible for it? So like mm-hmm. Rye Benjamin is kind of like, I'm good. Like Noah Lyles is like, I'm good. I don't need to do this or whatever. You know, I don't know what the rules are. Right. But so yeah. the argument that like uh, Gwen says, I was ranked fourth in the world. Well, there's people, I mean, Noah Lyles was the best in the world in the probably the even in the mo- one of the most popular events and he got zero dollars right um yeah so i i, I first that, the first question is clearly they're not just giving the money out to all the the best u.s athletes and yeah. clearly they're also giving money to people who aren't even near the best right so there's got to sure. be different reasons for what they're doing when it comes specifically to the hammer throw yeah. when it comes specifically to the hammer throw i looked it up there are two women hammer throwers uh, got money, which was Brooke Anderson and Deanna Price. Yeah. Now, while Gwen Berry did better than Brooke Anderson at Worlds and beat her at USA's, Deanna's Price yeah. is uh, 2019 personal best, season's best, was 78.24 meters. Brooke Anderson's personal best was 76.75 meters. And Gwen Berry's personal best was 76.46 meters. So yeah. they gave it to the two farthest throws. Again, just I don't, I'm not. I don't Maybe. know. We but don't know I'm, that. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, how did they decide? And then ultimately, yeah. this is where it really comes down to. This is a guy 
who is literally giving charity to whoever who to to a hundred people, right? Mm-hmm. And we like so is the argument that like he gave it to the wrong 100 people. He sh- he gave it to 99 correct people, except for one person shouldn't have gotten it, and it should have gone to a different person. Yeah, we're, I just we're think talking she's about, saying, I've, I've received this before, and she's seen parallels between what she heard from the USATF Foundation, of which in a Yahoo Sports article, she says after her protest um, that a foundation official, quote, and told me I better not do it again or else I'll lose funding. So you can look at the fact that X, Y, and Z athlete didn't receive it, the, the, the grant as well. But if that phone call is true, then there is, which, I mean, going on, you know, believing Gwen Berry's word, not, don't have any reason to not believe her word because we know athletes who have protested before have been punished. And we know going that, after her Pan Am thing, she had a hearing, I believe, with the U.S. OPC who were deciding if they were going to strip her gold medal because of her protest because it went against the rules. So for that reason, there's definitely proof that that punitive things have happened based on these things. I have reason to think that she was left off because of that. Now, USATF is going to deny it, and that's fine, and they can point to the, re- the things that you just said. That well, no, Lyles didn't receive it, and this, and as far as the hammer throw goes, these two athletes threw further. Um, but for Barry, her evidence is I've received it 2017, 18, and 19. Last year, I had a good year, won an international medal, not the world championships, but an international Pan Am gold. I protest. You call me and say you better not do it again, or you'll lose funding that's all the evidence she needs, obviously. And I see her point there. I see your point and it makes sense because I mean, Christian Coleman's not in here. I mean, that's maybe for a different reason, but whatever. Um, and Noah Lyles isn't on there. So I don't know how they, how they choose. Is it up to this Steven Schwartzman, the guy who gives the grant, the billionaire who's rolling out the cash, maybe he gets to choose. I, I don't know. I, we, we have, we have no idea. There's no rationale given for why some athletes are are on here and and some aren't um i think i know know. what the rationale is which might go to further gwen's case i don't think it's like a rule i don't think i don't i think this is a guy Mm -hmm. who loves track who is literally doing charity he is literally just spending his own money to keep track and field afloat like no other sport relies on a billionaire donor to like fund their professional athletes. Like, yeah, which well. is like the crazy part. Like, like we kind of want to connect it to USATF and be like, oh yeah, this is like the grant. And like, but like in the end, this is just like a dude giving out handouts to all these elite mm-hmm. athletes because our sport doesn't have a great, a big enough economy to support itself. We need charity. We need charity to yeah. support, right? Um, Plenty. But when you look at yeah. the list, when you look at the list, and you see a list like with Mary Kane on it, who is has not like been. When's the last time she ran at USA's? It's been what a long time, and I think the reason why Mary Kane's name was on it is because Mary Kane is 
on a comeback trail. She was in the news. She has a great story. She was dealing with a shitty situation that she finally was able to talk about publicly. Yeah. And the, the track community rallied around her. And I think yep. this guy was like, hey, Mary, I know you're not good right now, but I'm going to give you a slot of my 100 people, right? So mm-hmm. I have 99 slots left. And I think what this guy does is he looks at track and world and he says, I could pick 100 athletes. So I'm going to pick mm-hmm. these for different reasons. I like you. And he may be picking someone because he doesn't like someone, right? And that could be why he chose to not pick Gwen, right? And the reason why he could say he doesn't like Gwen could be connected to her protest, right? Could, the question is like... Could be, but that's 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 wrong if they're letting somebody have that much power. I know it's his money, but I don't know. I, one side of the argument that this was just not just based on performance merits, because I mean, Michael Norman's not on here. Cindy McLaughlin's not on here. Grant Holloway's not on here. Um, there, There's athletes that are huge, high profile that don't necessarily need the money, but very, very successful. But you could argue that some athletes that receive the 20 grand also don't, you know, world champions who have been successful for a while don't also need the money. I mean, anybody can use $20,000, even if you're, you're, you know, very comfortable, but still yet, it's not just, you know, I think there was some, be it preference, be it just random selection, because there's other names that have been very, very successful for USA track and field that were obviously deserving of a $20,000 grant. And maybe they didn't apply for the grant. I don't know. You know, maybe there was an essay involved and some athletes were like, (laughs) ah, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not writing that up. Uh, I don't know. Like Grant Holloway getting the, it's like, yeah, man, you know, you want this money? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Sign me up. He's like, you got to fill this out. He's like, man, I gotta go yeah. play video games. Yeah. <laughs> I can see I mean, Grant Holloway be like, be. nah, I ain't got, I ain't got time for that. I, I, that's how I would be as, as well, but we can argue back and forth at this point, unless yeah. we don't know the full process. I think the biggest thing on Barry's side is that phone call that she got after the Pan Am's medal ceremony where she raised a fist. Um, and they said, don't do it again You'll or you'll lose funding. Now, we don't have proof that that happened. We're taking her at her word. But uh, that's a pretty clear sign that in her eyes, and it makes sense, that this was a deliberate thing leaving her off. We know hammer throwers. I, you know, I don't know Winberry's financial situation. And I don't need to. But hammer throwers aren't going to be as well off as as track stars. That's just facts. Like Their contracts yeah. are not as big. It doesn't matter how many world records or medals you set you're never going to be as big of a deal as the fourth best sprinter in the u.s or you know even anybody in the top five it's just the way it works the event's not as popular globally so the the field athletes in particular i think you know this this money really helps and so her being left off for the first time in four years she's seen uh this is not a coincidence and if that's the case that's terrible. It's a terrible thing to set by this foundation if they deliberately left her off because she protests uh, pr- police brutality. She's protesting mistreatment against African Americans, and that if she would be left off because of that, that's horrible. And I don't even want to think about it. It's disgusting if it's true. Yeah. Well, the thing is, this isn't really. Can, is it? Can, I know the word USATF is in the name, but is this? 
how much how involved is USATF in this, or is this just a guy who? You know what I mean? Like that's what I want to know. Like I didn't know more about the foundation. Yeah, like how, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah, and how do they determine it, who gets like, twenty thousand versus who gets five thousand? Uh, I I have no idea. Um, it, it's it's very curious to me. It's you would think that there's he can't just like I want that athlete, that athlete, that athlete, that. I mean, there's got to be some conversations about it and you got to look at who's received grants in the past you know um it's curious to me two female hammer throwers uh in the u.s got also, this are they and, get and one of them was not Gwenberry. so i was this also because we're in a pandemic year right mm -hmm. is this back-to-back -back years of going off of 2019 performances? Uh, like last, the yeah, last time they handed question. out, were, were they going off of 2018 or were they going off? Like when did, I, I, cause I have my, no idea. part of me thinks maybe, yeah, I would like to look into that because that's also an interesting element because you could argue w nothing has changed since the last, like, uh, you know, handout of checks right because mm -hmm. like there was no track so basically you're kind of going off of like i don't know what, what's your criteria it's like when they're giving out you know national gatorade athlete of the year awards with <laughs> no track season you're like okay who yeah. gets it all right we'll give it to nico young why uh because he ran a, a track time trial all right cool yeah yeah but um yeah so the i would like to know the requirement and like you said yes You know, I know this may be controversial, but oh geez. I guess what I'm trying to say is how are you supposed to react when a person that you disagree with that you know, even the the the, the national like world dis the, the, the national movement disagrees with this individual. But is this in, is this individual being the guy in charge of who hand, it's his money right is eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, is he entitled to have bad opinions? I guess yeah with his money right I guess. So like, that's why I want to know how involved USATF is because USATF is less allowed to have bad opinions because they're kind of the governing body and they should be like supportive of all athletes right, whereas mm -hmm. an individual. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's the only thing I think about it, but I know I that's, know. that's more of like a semantics, I guess of it, but you if, know, that's, yeah. I just really want to know how they decide the list. Cause I looked at the yeah. list and I was like, this list doesn't make sense. And no, then, there's no, you know, yeah, it doesn't, there's, there's no clear trend. Cause you've got first year pros on there. You've got superstars left out. But then you have some superstars included. Uh, it's curious to me. Is it at the, the billionaire's discretion? Don't really know. He's a very rich man. And, you wouldn't think you know. he wouldn't care for. I don't think he would care for people to decide where his eight hundred and fifty or whatever it was eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollar money goes. That's a drop in the bucket for him. But maybe he wants to choose, and he has these are his list of favorite athletes. I have no idea.
I, I truthfully don't know. Maybe there's somewhere online where it, it talks about the criteria. I imagine there's an application process and that could be why you don't see some athletes on here or they legitimately say, you know, I make a good salary. I don't need to apply for this. I'll leave it for other athletes, which would be a noble thing to do, certainly. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. We're just guessing. So there was a, a reaction. Didn't she say they they called her? And like offered her a five thousand, she rejected it. Yeah, it was like I believe for like a different grant or something. Okay. Um, a lot of tweets to to work through here. Hold on one sec. Um, she she did, I believe it's in this article, which I hope I can pull it up at this point. Which probably not. My internet's struggling. Um, I I think that's true. And then she she denied it. I think out of out of principle, which I understand. Uh, she got support from from Allison Felix, who said she stands with her, which is a good athlete to have on your side. Of course, uh, it's interesting. I don't know if anything will come of this. Typically in track, with these type of things go away, but I do feel bad for her if uh, how this whole situation has played out since she protested in peru at the pan am games last summer i mean the an interesting person i mean it would be interesting to see what a person who did receive money would say right because mm -hmm. they're kind of are they going you know are they going to you know that that I guess that's a real question like because alison felix uh she wasn't part of the the grant you know so alison felix yeah. can easily you know there's, she has no skin in the game. I, I don't know if that's even the right, correct term. But I, I would just be like, yeah, it's like a, maybe the athletes are kind of like, I don't want to say anything because then they'll take my money, you know? Like, yeah, you know, they're, the caught, they're caught in a grand, bad situation. Wanna, yeah. yeah, you're not going to come out probably and, and say anything negative. But yeah, Felix wait, has a great supporter to have. Yeah. And uh, lends it more more credence too, because she's been in, in the sport, and I assume she's received many grants and knows how the process works. So I trust what she says, and, and her supporting Gwenberry is significant. And she, you know, and uh, you you would take that as she also believes there's reason to think that she didn't she's being punished for her protests. So uh, I don't know what will come of this. Uh, I, uh, I imagine we'll learn more details as this story goes along. Uh, Gwen Berry's been very outspoken on social media, so I think we'll get provided more details on her end at least uh, in the in the coming days. Yeah, for sure. Interesting cool. story. All right. Well, that'll do it for us today. We forgot to even mention today was our hundredth episode. We didn't have a like a. Uh, confetti rain down through this the streaming platform or anything like that, but we made it to a hundred. Hopefully, hundreds really? more is to it, go. Today's is it number hundred. I believe so. I don't know, man. Could be. Oh no! It's, well, wait, no. <laughs> I think I listed. I just listed yesterday's episode as ninety nine. It was ninety eight. So today's ninety nine. <laughs> Oops. All right. I'm so go I got some editing to. I got to go back and edit some uh, some things here. So my mistake do, next week will be number one. I do think technically this is our hundredth episode because one of our episodes was an emergency podcast that didn't uh, get a number. 
So it is the hundredth episode, but it's not the one hundredth proper episode. That will be my I understand. We'll have a celebration I, understand. I just think it's I like the July count. It's like the yeah. July second, July fourth, Independence Day discrepancy. We have the same thing just with our podcast. Semantics. Just semantics. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Have a good fourth of July.